This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, April 22nd, 2021. I'm Caleb Brown. Government-run vaccine passports are a bad idea. But what about prohibiting private parties from doing something similar with no government involvement? Is that similarly anti-freedom? Samuel Staley of Florida State University argues that it's fundamental to America that people be allowed to meet out their own associations. And there are few situations where your choices do not create consequences. I recorded a podcast uh, a while back with Jeff Singer mm-hmm. and Julian Sanchez. Okay. And it was about the notion of vaccine passports. Oh, yeah. Uh, very controversial, very hot right now. And among libertarians, it seems that the predominant opinion that I see is uh, hell no. And we don't really care what the circumstances are. Interesting. And my thought is there are private people who have a certain clientele and they want to serve that clientele the best they can. And they would be well served by having information about the people who enter their businesses. And there are people who want to patronize those places and they want to feel safe. And uh, maybe it's a predominantly older group. Maybe it's predominantly uh, immunocompromised people who want to feel safe, even though they've they're, you know, they've all received a, a vaccine and they're, they're feeling a little better than they were feeling a year ago, a little more safe. Uh, and I don't hear anyone trying to even address that. Yeah, that's an interesting thing. So one of the things I do at Florida State is I advise a lot of group, of student groups on the center-right spectrum, colleges, libertarians, uh, college Republicans. Turning Point is one of the chapters I'm also faculty advisor to. And so they bring in speakers in to talk about these issues. And one of the things that I've found has been disturbing is this idea that the state can be used to force private individuals and businesses to, to adopt what is conventionally freedom-oriented idea. And that's, I'm kind of looking at the vaccine passports in the same way. I definitely am opposed to the state requiring a statewide vaccine passport. Absolutely. Um, no, no, yeah, no, yeah. And nobody really, I don't think that's where everyone agrees. Right. And I, but I think what we're saying in the state, and this is, I think, is an, frankly, an offshoot of the Trump populism is this idea that not only should the state not impose it, but they should make sure that nobody else imposes it, regardless of those circumstances. And I can certainly see lots of cases where me knowing, or a business knowing, or anyone, whether or not your patron or your student has a highly contagious disease is worth knowing. And so, and even barring them from your business, it seems contradictory to be in favor of having the state limit a private business if you also believe that a private business ought to be able to serve its customers in the best way they think is necessary. So when we go back to the Masterpiece Cake Shop, I mean, the whole point of that, and I thought Clarence Thomas's opinion was really spot on, is that you have a business person who actually has a certain set of values and they want those values to be part of not only what they create, but also how they serve their customers and they should have that freedom to do it. I mean, it's a foundational element of American capitalism. It's a a foundational element of America. 
I mean, even, I mean, so it, one of the interesting things as a libertarian, it's been sort of looking historically. And then at some point in my economic history education, realizing that capitalism really didn't emerge until after the founding of the country in the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. We tend to conflate those two. Our Industrial Revolution didn't start until the 1860s. Now, capitalism, of course, is, predates any Industrial Revolution. But what happened was we had a freedom constitution which enabled capitalism, but it really wasn't something where they set out to create this capitalist system. It was just part of the framework in which they had created for governance. So it seems to me it's even more fundamental than just economics or economic arrangements. Um, and of course, I think uh, the tensions that are part of that led to the Civil War as well. And we have to, that's the dark side. Yeah, the critique that I see from, I suppose, predominantly right-wing libertarians is uh, not only should the government have no role in this, uh, but the private sector in the form of big tech also should have no role in this. And, you know, I, I guess I am a little sympathetic to that, but the notion that, um, yes, a passport or certification that identifies you as having received a uh, certain shot in the arm uh, to that we all believe for some period of time will probably prevent a specific illness. Mm -hmm. um, there's also, it's also hell no to that. Right. And, and I don't think that is where you stop the analysis because there are people out there who still would love to have that information. There are people out there who would love to give that information in order to know that the people around them are protected in the same manner that they are. Yeah. There, what, what's um, striking about the COVID-19 disease, and I'm not an epidemiologist, so, you know, and not even a public health expert, but so I'm just talking about what I've read from epidemiologists, is that if you are young and you don't have any comp un underlying conditions, it's basically going to be really uh, not, a, not a pleasant couple weeks if you actually have symptoms. But the reality is if you have those underlying conditions, it's devastating or it can be devastating in a non-trivial way. So the idea that we can somehow just easily generalize about what the effects of this disease would be, I think is, um, is, is really problematic. And as someone who works at a university where we have a lot of faculty as well as staff who are in those high-risk categories, this is a non-trivial thing. Right. Um, I, I'm one of those that believes we probably overdid it. Um, I've chosen to teach face-to-face -face at a large public university since the fall. Uh, that is my choice, and our university, fortunately, has not required faculty to go back into the classroom, but they've really encouraged them to do that. But the reality is, um, if we had forced some of these faculty to go in the classroom, and if we understand, truly understand the social psychology and behavior of young adults, that is a risky possibility. So I think it's got to be tailored. And so that means you have to maximize freedom, not limit it. Right. And, and there are ways for individuals to interact in ways that make them feel safe uh, without having to invoke the government. Yeah. And there are ways to do that without invoking some sort of data grab by uh, large tech firms. Right. Yeah, I think that there's a, 
there, it, it's certainly gotten complicated with the tech firms, I think. But again, that technology is not my area. All I'm doing is looking at what's going on on the ground. And uh, to me, there's this is not a the COVID-19 situation, which we can now say now. Well, I'm not sure we could have said this in, in March of 2020. We now, I think, can have enough information. We can manage, manage it a whole lot better. Um, the question is, are we going to give freedom to people to do that? But we also have to recognize that there are real honest, there are real risks to certain cohorts in the population, and they need to be acknowledged. And and let's let private business figure out what the best way to handle that is for their customers. And, yeah, the flip side of this has been, and this is probably what troubles me more, is the the flip side has been under any circumstance in which a vaccine certification or passport. Uh, Jeff Singer at Cato doesn't really like that word because, of course, it limits movement. And I thought, well, certification is kind of going to limit your interactions, too, if you mm. uh, don't want to go get one. Uh, and, you know, I hear Congress people like Thomas Massey making a big deal out of, uh, I respect your right not to get a vaccine. I respect your right to get a vaccine. That's That's perfectly fine. But again, the analysis doesn't stop there. Because if you choose one of these two paths, uh, then that necessarily is going to alter your decision tree going forward. Right. And if you don't respect that other people are going to interact with you differently based upon the decisions you make and you don't appreciate that, well, then you're not really respecting those people. Right. I think there's a lot to that. And uh, you know, as I tell people, I'm not in a high-risk category and I'm in good health. Um, I got a vaccine. Also, why did I get the vaccine? Well, part of it is, of course, I don't want to be out for two weeks in the middle of a semester because that's a big chunk of work that I can't be doing. I can't interact with students. But the other is I want to make sure that I'm coming to the Association of Private Enterprise Education and I don't have to I, I don't have to have that worry because we've got several hundred people here in Fort Lauderdale. And all of them are good friends of mine. They're not intentionally going to infect other people, but at the same time, they know I'm back. I'm. I've been, if they know I've got the vaccine, I know I don't have to worry as much about someone who's carrying it. And then I can finish out my last two weeks of the semester with a fair amount of peace of mind, which over the last year has definitely been something I value more. So, yeah. Sam Staley teaches in the College of Social Sciences at Florida State University. We spoke earlier this month. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast anywhere you please and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.